welcome to the FBA Profits Podcast with your hosts Zuby and Leland. UPS was founded by two teenagers using just a bicycle and $100 borrowed from a friend. Hi, welcome back to FBA Profits. I'm Leland. I'm Zuby. And uh, we're here to discuss being Amazon uh, FBA fulfillment by Amazon's uh, sellers, uh, talk about Seller Central, having a business, being entrepreneurs, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, today our topic is broadly um, short-tailed and long-tailed inventories. And we were just talking in a previous podcast about um, managing expectations. And we were really diving into how the inventory relates to your ability to have you know larger numbers but managing that inventory can really be uh, the heart and soul of having your expectation being met, especially in scaling uh, profits. Absolutely. And um, I, th- I think before we start this, uh, it's good to give an, uh, an uh, uh, explanation of what short-tailed versus long-tailed inventory is. Um, short-tailed inventory is inventory that moves fast. Uh, this is products that you have found uh, to to uh, buy and resell on Amazon, uh, but these have great uh, bestseller ranks (BSRs) um, and they are uh, currently selling at a price where you can sell it at or below and still have your requisite profit margins. Um, and so you can buy, you know, a lot of it, ship it in on a continuous loop, and it's just within a short period of time it goes in it gets listed it gets sold money comes to you and you continue that process uh, and by short-tailed uh, most people consider anything almost within two months uh, a month to two months as short like it, it if you can if you can uh, liquidate inventory within 30 days it's really short-tailed uh, 60 days is still considered kind of short-tailed. And then as you get to 90 days and beyond, then they become long-tailed inventory, meaning that's inventory that uh, sits there longer uh, for whatever reason, either because there's additional sellers, either because Amazon is a seller and they usually sell it at, at a really low price, or the brand itself is a seller and they sell it at a, at a low price. Uh, so you purchase that and you let it sit there until they run out of their stock. Um, and then you're inventory gets hit and you can sell it at a higher higher uh, a higher price point um, the each one of these two strategies I guess you can call them have their um, pros and cons um, on the short tail side uh, when you have a short tailed inventory uh, you want to be able to sell as much of it as fast as possible so you can p- place larger orders for those items uh, you can ship a lot more to Amazon uh, at the, uh, of those items because they're selling profitably for you. And and this is, the, I think, the most important point uh, you can make for short-tailed uh, items. You are able to accept lower ROIs than you would be normally. Um, and what I mean by that is whenever you have your you set up an Amazon reseller business or any business for that matter but especially inventory based businesses you need to make sure that you understand your numbers your numbers specifically for a product that you're selling what is the minimum price point that I want to sell it at where I can still make the requisite ROI that I have so let's just say you wanna always 
uh, make at least 30% ROI on any product you sell. So 30% becomes your minimum, 30% ROI becomes your minimum price point. So if uh, you're selling something for $10, you have to make a $3 ROI on it in order for you to be able to sell it at $10. Um, so if you have a short-tailed inventory, uh, you can reduce that 30 that uh, 30% ROI requirement down to even 20%, maybe 15%, because you're selling thousands of these each month. And because you're selling a lot of it and you're still making profits on it and you have uh, a supplier that can continuously send you this product, you want to raise your sales as much as possible. So, you know, if you're if you're doing $10,000 a month in sales and you're making 30% ROI on it, that's $3,000 a month. But if you do 30% 30,000 in sales and you do 20% ROI, well, that's $6,000. It, it, even though your ROI goes down because your sales have gone up because you found a product that moves fast, um, you can lower your uh, percentage ROI and still make a lot more profit, a lot more money, net profit. Um, so short tails are great for that because when you do find short tail products that are moving very fast and that you can get good money on, um, we would then highly recommend using a paid uh, repricer and you set your minimum price at whatever 10% or 15% above uh, your ROI requirement and then just let it run. Just let that repricer reprice down and up based on whatever whoever else, com else comes to sell on that product uh, but always making you the minimum 15% ROI. So that way you are maximizing your sales and maximizing your ROI uh, because this thing moves so fast, sellers keep coming in and out, in and out. You want a repricer that is able to uh, reprice your products up and down as opposed to Amazon's free one, which only reprices it down. So uh, for short-tail products, I love short-tail short products. Um, I have a lot of um, grocery items that are in the grocery category that are short-tail products for me. And, uh, you know, I have uh, three guys working in my warehouse just on a regular basis where get taking shipments in. Uh, for those products and shipping them out to Amazon uh, every single week. Whereas, go ahead. I was just going to say, why would you ever want to be doing anything other than short tail? But as you were talking, I realized sometimes with long tail, it has to do with getting supply of whatever that item is. Of course, it might fit your ROI. And sometimes the sales cycles can be, you know, um, irregular. Um, I think one of the terms is lumpy. And that it, you know, it, it, it happens and then it kind of goes away for a while and it happens and it comes and, go, and goes away. But I think it's really important also to understand that a long tail inventory is not dead inventory, that there's a very big difference. And so antidotally, years ago, I <laughs> did consulting for a shoe store uh, and they had inventory. Um, and some of it was short sale, short, short tail and that they were selling it, you know, quite quickly. And then I'd go away and come back over a period of a year and I'd see some of the same shoes and I'd say, you know, this is a business that runs in fashion cycles. Yeah. Why is that still here? Well, I got it for dirt cheap, you know, and um, their boots. And I'm a guy, I wouldn't understand, you know, uh, female fashion if it hit me upside the head other than what I like and don't like. But um, it was explained to me for that type of shoe, it's never going to go out of style. But there were other ones that were certainly dead. And I remember describing because it was the color and the material and all these other things that 
those were not going to sell no matter what. And I was trying to convince that business owner that's cash that's sitting there that you have to find a way to, you know, get rid of that to free up that capital, even if that's at a quote unquote loss, because it's just sitting there, it becomes, you know, dead inventory, it's money that's sitting there. And it's just going less and less all the time. So I, I just wanted to, you know, I had that thought of like, why are we even dealing with short tail? But then I thought of these things that, you know, they're seasonal. It does. It's okay if it sits there. Um, maybe they take up space. Maybe they don't. But you're waiting for that next cycle. And I think with Amazon, things move faster. So it could even be you just fell out, or there's another sale. We just had some products that were um, cash registers, and mm. we were taking a beating. And you look, and it's like, oh, there's competitors. It's different brand. They're like a third of the price. And I don't know. I mean, I look at the reviews. They're not very good reviews, but. If somebody's buying seasonally for Christmas and they just want their kid to beat on a cash register, great. But in our case, if they really wanted it to be of quality and uh, it helps with education, then you pay more because it's going to last and it could be in a class environment and all that kind of stuff. So you wait. So it's a little bit more irregular. And then that it made sense to me for it being long tailed. But how in your mind do you see dead inventory fitting in with FBA? Well, I mean, it's a great point you brought up with the debt inventory as well, because um, debt inventory is, is part of the business. Um, and, and you will run into products that, for whatever reason, uh, turn into duds where you, they just won't sell. Somebody else comes in and undercuts you. The brand itself comes and just, you know, ships in 100,000 units and it only sells, you know, 50 a month. Um, so they're never going to run out of their inventory on Amazon. So uh, once it becomes dead inventory, you have to take the loss on it. Um, just like you said, sell the shoes because that's capital that you could put into other inventory. Uh, and and that's it's important to understand the difference between dead inventory and long-tailed inventory. Uh, long-tailed inventory, you can... Again, for anybody that doesn't understand Keepa or the other tools that are out there to do research on uh, products to see what they've been selling at um, over the last six months, 12 months, or lifetime, um, there are softwares out there. So you, you go ahead and do your research. And let's just say, as an example, that I'm selling a product that Amazon also sells from time to time. And by doing my research, I see that Amazon has been in stock for a couple of months at the beginning of the year. Then they went out of stock for two months and then they came back in stock for two weeks and went back out of stock for two months. And so they're sporadically getting products, but they they definitely either the demand is really high for it or they don't get enough products to where they can maintain inventory for a long period of time. So I will purchase that product because with Amazon on it, the, the BSR, the bestseller rank, really drops. It, it becomes a fast-moving um, product because Amazon pushes uh, customers towards their own products or their products that they're selling a lot more. So because of that, I will go ahead and purchase that product um, because when Amazon sells it, let's just say it, it sells at $25, but when Amazon's not selling it, it's selling at $68. Um, I actually use the numbers because I have a product right now that I'm selling that's just like that. When Amazon's in stock, it sells for $22. Uh, they're uh, baby bottle warmers. Um, and when they are out of stock, um, I was selling it for $78. Now it has gone down to about $60 because other, other sellers have jumped on board, but it's still over 100% ROI on it. Um, and that's the key for long-term, long-tailed inventory. Uh, for long-tailed inventory, you want to have high ROI. 
there is no reason for you to keep a long tail inventory in stock if all you're making is 20% off of it. Um, that's not the definition of long tailed inventory. Long tailed inventory by has to, it, you know, you want to make 50, 60, 100, 150% ROI on it uh, for it to qualify as the kind of inventory that you can justify keeping in your in, in an Amazon warehouse for months on end. Because you're paying uh, for it. You're paying for that space and you're paying for your capital just sitting there, right? So it has exactly. to fulfill the requirements of being a, a richer reward for waiting with that uh, product. Yeah, and, and, and your, your, the first year's uh, inventory fees um, that you're paying Amazon are negligible. They're mm -hmm. pennies. Um, but it really, long-term storage fees really become big. So you, you really don't want to hold anything for more than 12 months. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one, because Amazon will charge you a lot more for it, but also because if, it's, if it hasn't sold in 12 months, it has surpassed the long tail, and now it's become dead. Mm -hmm. um, you really don't want to hold anything for more than 12 months. There will come occasions where you might have to, um, but uh, in general, if you're, especially when you're first starting out, your first couple of years in business, you want to make sure that, um, and there are tools out there that Amazon provides where you can see it, when it's going to incur the LTSF, which is the long-term storage fee. Um, you, and and when it does when it, when you're coming up on that you want to reprice that even if even if you have to take a loss on it just get that cash out um, so that you can go ahead and invest it in, in other inventory um, so by long long tail we we definitely by no means mean taking it past 12 months um, anything between three to 12 months is where you want to be uh, and generally within three to six months you want to sell uh, your long tail inventory as well but the the main difference between the two is one you're getting you know a much lower ROI but you're selling a lot more of it whereas with the other one you're not selling nearly as much but you're getting a really high ROI um, and the one of the best kinds of long-tailed inventory that you can possibly have is the kind where it doesn't sell because Amazon's on it or some other you know or the brands on it uh, and so it sells really well for them at the price they're selling it at. But once they run out of inventory and it hits your price point, it sells just as fast. It sells like a short-tailed inventory, but at 100% plus ROI. And you can just go through your whole inventory within a day. Even if you had 100 of them sitting there, it can it, you can finish it within a week. Uh, and so those are the kind of products you really want to... Uh, look for for long-tailed inventory but like anything else there's the risk reward you know sometimes amazon runs out of it uh, if they were the ones that were selling it and then sometimes they get they realize hey this is moving really fast so let me order thirty thousand of them and then your late uh, your long-tailed inventory becomes dead inventory so, so when yeah. you're when you're doing your deal are you thinking as your, you know, I know you have a cache of go-tos and regulars and replenishables and products and, and brands you know, but as you're branching out into new ones, are you thinking how these other products fit into these two uh, inventory models? Always, always. My, my, my number one desire is short tail. I want to find products that I can move because I have the capacity in, in the warehouse and the employees where I can, you know, give them more work still, and you know, I'm not. I have sufficient labor here to be able to handle 10,000, 50,000 units 
uh, of items being shipped in here, prepped and packed and shipped out. Uh, for somebody who's working out of their house, it might not be the best thing to find to only look for short tail products that are selling really fast, but at a 20% ROI. Because in order for that to work, you have to continuously on a daily basis, weekly basis, order, prep, pack, ship, order, prep, pack, ship. I mean, it just has to, you have to keep that, uh, that, that uh, conveyor belt going from wherever your supplier is to you to Amazon. And you just keep that momentum going on a regular basis so that the pipeline never dries out. Uh, so it's a lot more work. Whereas the longer tailed ones is not as much work because you don't have to continuously purchase and ship to Amazon. But once they hit, your profit margins will be a lot higher. Um, so it all depends on your on your business strategy. Yeah, I was going to ask you if there's a, a sweet spot. Is it uh, 80-20, 20-80 split? But I bet it's going to really depend on what you've set up for yourself, what you're comfortable with doing. If it's a daily grind and you're going to spend all day, then yeah, having those, the short tailed ones constantly moving, then it makes, makes a lot of sense. So it's going to be really variable. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, it, it, it's your ROI as well. You know, if, if your short tailed ones start giving you higher ROIs, then you want to concentrate a lot more of your your uh, investment into those ones. So let's talk and, about this for a second then, because now you're talking about analyzing your inventory almost in real time, right? You're paying attention to it at a, on a regular basis. I know the answer to this, but how often are you looking at your inventory and its, and its throughput, its movement? I, I look at my sales daily um, and I look at my inventory weekly. Okay. Um, so the, the, the difference being, um, I look at when I my, my sales on a daily basis to see what's moving fast, and then based on that, I go to see what how much of that inventory do I have left at the end of each day, and whether I need to reorder or not. Uh, whereas my I look at my inventory, the entire inventory once a week, and I reprice them based on uh, what you know are are there dead ones out there? Well, how are the long tailed ones doing? Uh, and some of those paid repricers that we've talked about in the past do a great job of actually. You know, you can set rules for each one of these, so it's very easy to check on just your long-tailed inventory or just the dead inventory or just the fast-moving inventory. Whatever you want to look at, they have a rule that you can set up for it. And and if you have a large uh, inventory catalog, uh, you know, a thousand, five thousand different SKUs, um, that's seller units. Um, so uh, then then you don't have to go through your entire inventory. You can just uh, group them as, hey, these are inventory that has been sitting in a warehouse for six months. All right, let me just see what they are. Do I need to reprice them or whatnot? So a uh, couple of questions on that one. So at, is there a point when you're growing? Because I know within Seller Central, there's a lot of tools for inventory management. Where's the tipping point for somebody? Or where's the transition where you need these other inventory management, repricing, all of those other tools that you just mentioned is there a point where they you need to transition from it can you do it all with just what's available in seller central you can do it all from what's available on seller central uh, it takes more work um, and seller central does not have their repricer as far as i understand it doesn't have the ability to price up so you're leaving if you just use their repricer you're leaving money on the table mm -hmm. um, as far as when should somebody jump outside of what is on Seller Central, um, it, that, it, that, that's entirely based on your sales. Um, I think once you get to a point where you're doing significant sales, 
the, you definitely need to invest in an outside repricer uh, because the Amazon repricer just you're, you're leaving a lot of money on the table because it doesn't price up, reprice up. So if you know you, you're able, it will it won't go below what you've set as your minimum price. But if anybody that was above you runs out of stock, it doesn't automatically move your your price up to just below the next lowest price which uh, is a significant, it's a huge uh, advantage to be able to do that. So the repricer would be one of the first things I would recommend once your sales start picking up. As far as the inventory management tool, Amazon is actually really good. Their, their business uh, selling coach, or what they call selling coach, uh, the reports that it generates, um, the, it, it's, it's excellent in telling you both hey, you're out of inventory on this. And also they have a tool that tells you, hey, this product has been selling well. You only have 15 of them left. Uh, you've sold 40 in the last 30 days. We recommend you order 30 more and send it in right away. So those those tools are great. Um, I use Amazon's tools for the most part when it comes to, um, you know, when I have the time to go through the whole my whole catalog. But yeah. when I don't have the time to go through the whole catalog, Amazon doesn't necessarily can't tell you what's a short tail, what's a long tail. It will tell you how long the product has been sitting there. Um, it, you know, you can filter based on date and that you created it. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, the, some of the other repricers or some of the other tools that you pay for off, off of Amazon actually give you a lot more value because you are paying for them. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree that the inventory tool is uh, and the the management uh, aspect of it on Amazon is is robust. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Anything else you wanted to cover for short and long tail, or just the inventory in in general? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, it just goes back to understanding your business model, and and when you're setting up your account and when you're running your business, uh, when we we harp on this on, on as much as we can on these. Mm-hmm on these podcasts and when we're talking to our um, to our clients and our students, um, it's very important to have goals and understand what you're trying to accomplish with your business. And whenever you're making inventory purchasing decisions, you want to make sure that those items that you're purchasing are in line with what your purpose is for that business, what your goal is for that business uh, for that year or that quarter or whatever it might be. Um, so it, it's, you know, you want to always be thinking, why am I in business? And then is this purchase going to achieve that why? Um, and if it does, you know, whether it's short tail or long tail, then you make that purchase. If, if it doesn't, then, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, but it's, it's that mindset. You want to always continuously have the expectations of your business in mind when you're trying to determine which kind of uh, inventory you're going to purchase. Hopefully that made sense. Completely. So I think that covers uh, short and long tail inventory. As always, we appreciate your time in picking our podcast to uh, listen. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. We're on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify. And you can, of course, reach out to us on our website on proasins.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, share with your friends. Let them know wow, we're out here doing this thing. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you, too. Uh, we'll, we'll have another great topic at another time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. 
visit us at our website www.fbaprofits.us for more details like our Facebook group and Twitter for timely news and events.